Viggo Mortensen said, a lot of times movies that are in the top 10 lists, you, you then watch them a year later and you go, well, maybe it wasn't so great. Today we reach the very top of our list of best love Bible verses, and I do not think you're going to react this way. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Worship today is Acts 17, 24 and 25 says, The God who made the world and everything in it, He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by hands, neither is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives everyone life and breath and all things. All right, let's pray. Father, this morning we come to you in this this time that we set apart each week uh, to do this together, and we acknowledge you as the one who is Lord of heaven and earth, the one who made the world and everything in it. From the mosquitoes, to the whales, from the ocean floor, to the top of the Himalayas, you made every single thing that is in this world. And you don't live in idols that people cast or in shrines made by human hands. You don't. You're not served by us as if you need us to do that, because you don't need us to do anything. You are fully complete in yourself and you are able to do anything that you desire. But we are here and we can serve you even though need and relationship are two different kinds of, well, different kinds of relationships, different kinds of uh, interaction that we can expect to have. You don't need to be served by human hands like you need something, but you want to be loved, and to be reverenced in a relationship. And I am, I'm grateful for that today. I'm grateful that it's not the, that you need me to serve you. It's that you love me and want me to love you in return. You give everything, everyone we've ever met, everyone who has ever lived, every creature, bird, fish, you give everything and everyone life and breath and all things. Everything that we have comes from your hand, and we honor you as provider this morning, as creator, and as sustainer of this world that we live in. As we come to this place and we, we think about how amazing you are and all of the things that you have physically given us in this world, we're grateful. I ask that as we walk into this prayer time together that you would guide and direct it, that whatever is supposed to be said that you need communicated in this time, that that is communicated. I pray that I would be uh, listening and obedient to the direction that you wanted this to take. Uh, and I guess I just give it to you. It's your time today. Let's um, walk through some scripture together and uh, help us to honor you appropriately in those prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I cheated a little bit. I guess I have to admit I added a few verses to fill out a passage more, well, I guess more fully. <laughs> but aside from that, these are the four 
most read passages in the whole Bible, according to Bible Gateway, at least at the time of publication of their list. It would be interesting to know if over time, and not just like weeks or years, but like even over centuries, if this list would change, if these have always been the most favorite one, I mean, certainly they couldn't always be read on an app or internet, but if they'd always been the most loved or or if those change over time according to what our uh, kind of life situation sort of is. Anyway, I'm sure you can guess this very first one. And I'm not sure if, I think this was actually, I don't remember which order this is, if this is number one or number four. I, I didn't really pay much attention to order when I was putting these all of these together. But we see this first one on billboards and on signs at every sporting event. We have prayed it before. It is John 3:16, And it says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Let's start there in prayer. Father, this is the appropriate place to start every time we come to sit with you. This is how we have relationship with you. You loved us so much that you sent your only son, your one and only son, so that whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life with you, eternal relationship with you. And I'm grateful for that obedience of Jesus today, for the sacrifice of Jesus today. I was working on next week's um, resurrection um, verses, and I am grateful for his, um, just that process, that, that resurrection that gives us eternal life, a living Savior. So grateful for that. So grateful that you showed your love for us in that, not by, even though we wish you would lavish gifts on us, most people wish. Um, I'm grateful that you chose instead to love us sacrificially instead of at some surface level um, that you truly desire to be with us always. Amen. The next is Jeremiah 29, 11 and 13. And you, you'll recognize all of these, but this says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. All right, let's pray. Father, we hear these verses, this verse so often. It's um, every time we have something that when we, when we are hoping for good news or when we were hoping for situational change, we tend to repeat this verse or it's one that we print on coffee mugs or on posters or whatever, we post it around our home. You have said that you have, oh, well, let me finish that thought. I got distracted. Um, I think we use it wrong often. I think this verse is taken in the wrong context. And I, I pray that as we think about it today, that you would lead us down the right paths, that you would uh, reveal to us, Spirit, uh, the the teaching that you have for us in this verse today. You know the plans you have for us, which means you have plans for each of us. Now, you say, this was your declaration, Father, that these are plans for our well-being, not for our disaster, to give us a future and a hope. Now, when we hear that, we think good stuff in life. We think um, a new job or a, a new relationship or 
our well-being feels to us like our immediate physical, emotional, financial well-being, that those are the plans you have for us, and maybe they include that. But I cannot help but believe that when you tell us we have a future and a hope, it is not necessarily, it's not necessarily to make us comfortable and at ease. Our future and our hope are guaranteed by Christ. You loved us so much that you had eternal plans for us to be in relationship with you. And we tend to forget this next few verses when we want to say that you have plans for our good well-being, for our well-being. We need to call on you to come and pray to you, and you will listen to us. When we seek you, we will find you when we search for you with our whole hearts. So help us remember that these are connected ideas. When we search for you, we will find you when we search for you with our whole heart. Help us to do that. Help us learn to take one step today. Show us the step that you want us to take today that helps us search for you with our whole hearts. Whether that is turning over all of the parts of our hearts to you, whether that is active searching or seeking, help us to know what that should look like in our lives, but help us learn to put this verse into play before we expect the results from the previous verse. Help us to learn to call to you, come and pray to you, help us to hear you and know that you will listen to us. Help us to learn to seek you with our whole heart because we know you have declared that you will be found. And simply by that being true, you offer us a future and a hope. Thank you for that. Amen. All right, friends, we have two more. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Similar vein as the last verse. I have that reaction to this verse too. Father, when things go wrong, we like to bring this verse up and recognize that all things work together for good. And that's helpful for us. It's helpful for us to know when things are going poorly, when we're scared, when something has gone wrong, when there's a crisis, that you have the power to make something good out of what feels so bad. That's comforting to us. And I thank you for that knowledge and understanding because it is the truth. You have the power and the ability to work all things together, all the good and bad things that happen to us, circumstances, for the good of your people. Now, the good of your people may feel, may be where we interpret the good of your people differently than you interpret the good of your people. You're after our eternal salvation and our long-term maturity, spiritual maturity. You want to grow us in Christ-likeness. That is the good of those who love you. Certainly, sometimes you want to prosper us. But I think that we tend to think about this verse in terms of, you'll make this work out for my benefit. You will, but it may not be the benefit that we have in mind. And I pray that when we think about this verse, we think rightly about it. I pray that when we use it for comfort, that we are reminded of how powerful a God you are and that you can make all things good in your time. I pray that we would be comforted by the knowledge of who you are and what you can do and how much you care for us 
more than thinking about the good that can come. I pray that you would do these things, that you would put in action those things that will make everything that's going on in our lives work together for the good of your people, whether that's for our own good or the good of someone else. I pray that you would continue to do that in in my life and in the lives of those listening. Amen. And lastly, Philippians 4.13, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Wow, I just have to keep having the same commentary <laughs> for these. That This also, I think, is invoked when we, um, we want to go out and accomplish something. But let's pray. Father, this, these words seem so simple. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm able to do all the hard things that you ask. I'm able to walk through any circumstance. I'm able to deal with any relationship. I'm able to deal with any crisis through you. You give us the strength, the wisdom, the courage to respond to all of the big and small things in our lives. We should be living every moment through you who strengthens us, relying on your strength, not our own. We are able to do all the things that you ask of us, all the things that walk through all the circumstances that we're in, um, and deal with anything else that comes along. (laughs) Think about an unknown future because you are with us. We can do that in your strength and not our own. Our own runs up. Yours is there always. There's always more. Um, when it comes to to your strength, your provision, and your guidance, and uh, and our ability to walk through circumstances with you, we can come to the end of our own strength. We will never come to the end of yours. Maybe that was the right way to say it, <laughs> the way I intended to, anyway. Father, I thank you so much for these verses that speak to our universal humanity over the the ages so deeply, and I'm. I'm so grateful that you, that we have this in writing, that where I live, I have access to your words, that with even now, it used to be I had six Bibles sitting around my house. Now I have uh, your word available on my phone, on my computer, on my laptop, on my tablet, like anywhere I turn digitally, I have access to your word. And I'm so grateful for that, that we... Not everyone has that today, and certainly they did not have that in the past, and I'm grateful that I live in a time and a place where we can access these words and chew on them in this way is what I want to say. I'm not sure that's the prettiest terminology, but that we can sit with them and meditate on them and let them sink into our heart in this way. Grateful for the opportunity to do this with these friends that meet me each week and that we have the freedom and the technology available to reach out over the miles and pray together. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for joining me, friends. I so appreciate you being here with me. Uh, Next week is Holy Week, and we will pray through some verses about uh, Jesus's last week on earth. And so that will be Monday at 10 a.m. Central. If you're joining us on the podcast, thank you for joining me there. I'm so appreciative, appreciate, 
I'm so appreciative that you listen in that format. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, and my heart is, as we do this together, that we will grow in our prayer lives, that God will use this time to direct your heart as He directs mine, that He'll answer these prayers in amazing ways, but most of all, most of all, I want you to fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.